Shamrock, my ass. This is Andre Iskana, and you listen to Bay of Black Water. You're gonna need a bigger mug. We have such sights to show you. You don't know what that is. Graveyard Shit Podcast. Um, we are covering the new Godzilla movie, God Mal- Godzilla Minus... Is, is it? Minus One, right? Yeah. I, I don't... For some reason, I keep thinking Minus Zero. I don't know why, but... I, it's kind of weird. But, yeah, um, this is uh, Saturday, so, you know, it just came out uh, literally yesterday at least in, you know, North America and everything. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, quick, uh, maybe just a quick little synopsis, and then we'll spend just a few minutes going around general thoughts like we did last time. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Just a quick one, real quick. Uh, post-war Japan is at its lowest point when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb. So goes IMDb. Short little review. All right, what did you what did you think, Glenn? Oh man, I I was so happy. Honestly, I mean, I've I've seen Let's put it this way. Real Godzilla movies, I've seen three of them in the theaters. I saw uh, Godzilla 2000, I saw Shin Godzilla, and now I've seen Godzilla Minus One. And um, this is easily in my top three Godzilla films of all time. I thoroughly enjoyed every part of it. And the idea to set it back at you know, 
at the end of World War II. How brilliant was that? You don't have to worry about, you know, like, uh, you know, like, oh, we, we got to bring out these laser cannons and attack Godzilla. It's like, no. No, yeah, you ain't got none of those. It was just awesome to see, like, how... How how it would be more like in reality, you know? Like, that is what would happen if a giant creature attacked, like, even, like, a modern country right now. That's exactly what would happen, you know? There'd be no fighting it, really. You'd be screwed. And hell, I loved the Godzilla design. It's perfect. Yeah. Sam, initial thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I suppose. I get. I, I mean, I don't. I, this is a really nice movie. Just going and watching. I haven't really seen that many Godzilla movies in theaters. I think I've only seen one or two. Mm. Being like the 2014 Godzilla and uh. And then Shin, and then I guess this one. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't think we saw Shin in the theater, but anyway, um, I think, I guess my initial thought would be, this is a movie that people should watch in the theater, at least at least once, and it's Definitely. not, and it's not like just because of like when you see Godzilla in the film, but it's it's just the whole like mix of like the it's a really nice story, and then of course when Godzilla is on the is on the film. Um, but I guess just one last, one one more thing to say is that uh, whenever you watch a Godzilla movie, the main kind of aspect of it is Godzilla, you know, being like mm. in the movie, right? You know, like he's the main character. You're kind of following Godzilla, mm. but then you watch this, and it's well, you're Godzilla's in the movie, but he's more in the background. You're following the actual characters of the movie. And it's kind of like how the original Godzilla movie was, where Godzilla is like in the background, but you follow these characters trying to figure out stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I guess it should be said to um, uh, this is a Takashi Yamazaki film, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Toho production, of course. So this is uh, first. Uh, Toho film since uh, Shin, right? Um, I I think so. I mean, it's the first yeah. uh, like big theatrical Toho release. Yeah. I'm sure they've done a bunch of stuff over in Japan, but you know, first the international. Before, let's say that. Oh yeah, and the one before that would have been Godzilla 2000, right? Um, no, uh, really. Yeah, well, there was Final Wars. There were a bunch oh, of yeah, other right. Godzillas, right. you know, but uh. They were pretty much, you know, Japan only. You know, we got DVDs over here. <laughs> so um, Takashi writes it, directs it. I think he was even part of the, um, is it part of the special effects? Nice. Um, uh, the only thing I really um, was starting to know him of a little bit, uh, the Great War of the, is it Archimedes? 
Um, Ar- Archimedes, I think. Yeah. I think they, oh. they called it, yeah. Yeah, the story of the Yamato. Yeah. That opening 15 minutes is insane. Um, <laughs> of that, anyways, the sinking of the Yamato is pretty, pretty wild. Um, and, uh, so I, I, from what I saw, he carries a lot of people over from that, that production to this production. Um, 37th film in the Godzilla franchise. Mm-hmm. Toho's 33rd. <laughs> and uh 15 million budget which uh a lot should be said about because that's, that's nothing that that is for what they did with 15 million is it puts most hollywood films to shame definitely it is a, it definitely. is an absolute disgrace what we get from hollywood with yeah. a billion or millions at least millions they pour in and what they what he was able to create for with fifteen million dollars, yeah. And I know it's already gone over uh, twenty seven. Last time I checked, was it was over twenty seven mm-hmm. uh, making. Um, um, uh, my first uh, my first thought was um, I just be honest. I it, I was floored. I was absolutely floored. I was I was not prepared for that kind of experience mm. um it, it you know it's like sam said you go to see a godzilla movie you, you generally you know you think you're you're going to see godzilla yeah for sure you're you're not you know prepared to see um this flawlessly executed um in terms of uh character um the the human um uh, just the uh the the, the human part of the story um, and the characters um, that we that we meet right from the early uh, get go. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, with our kamikaze pilot um, on the island of Udo, which is a great callback to the fifty four. Oh yeah, <laughs> which was which was which was great. But just the human aspect, the journey, the human journey um, was, uh, and, and just thematically, just uh, how powerful. Um, without uh, getting into spoilers, but just how powerful and how well written, how just how ex- how great. I mean, it, it's almost flawless. How from the moment you first meet and then you really get to spend time, you really get to know. And um, I mean, I never once really thought to myself, "Okay, come on, let's get to Godzilla. Let's." Let's get on with Godzilla. I mean, I was like right from the get go. I was intrigued. I was intrigued with the beginnings of the story, and um, I don't know. I was blown away. I was absolutely just blown away. And then with what we got, Godzilla mm-hmm. blew me up. Blew me away. Oh yeah. I mean, how how can you? <clears throat> How can you put this that makes sense? Um, everything is just like a high watermark for the series. Like, you know, the the design is up there. The the music is up there. The atmosphere is up there. The stories of everything is is like a nice high level, you know, production. And uh, it works. It works really well. 
does. Um, I, you know, <clears throat> I listen, I've listened, I've listened to some people talk on this. Um, one of my, I think it's original because I haven't heard anyone mention this, but, um, I couldn't, you know, with, um, is it Kyochi, Kyochi, Shikishima, um, Shikishima, uh, the kamikaze pilot. Yeah. Um, his character really reminded me of, um, uh, Jung's character from Peninsula. Oh, well, yeah. I see, that I can part. see that. Yeah, I, I thought about that during, not, not a lot because I was too consumed with the movie in front of me, but in the back of my mind, I was, I, I was thinking of Peninsula a little bit. I'm like, that is interesting. I wonder if that was an influence at all. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, man. Um, I, I lost count of how many times I, I teared up too. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one thing, you know, you don't really expect from a Godzilla movie is, you know, like, emotional content. But you do get it. Yeah. Uh, and many, t- multiple times. Um, you do, yeah. I, I guess maybe we should kind of, maybe you just, I don't know. I, I don't know what else we can really say without getting into spoilers per se. I'm not. I'm not even sure really what the spoilers would be except for i mean i guess the some of the nature of the narrative and the end of course but yeah um, the the principal characters um shikishima and uh naruko um mm-hmm. i guess uh tachibani the head mechanic there on udo oh yeah plays a fabulous part i think my favorite character i did that's this is a good question um aside from the principals i guess he might be sort of a principal. Who was your favorite character in this movie? Oh, I, I loved what's his name? Um, uh, the 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 doctor guy. The uh, Noto. The, yeah, the guy. Well, the guy with glasses. You know who came with, up with, with the like, with the greatest hair in the world. Exa- yeah, the greatest. Yes. That that it's like damn. If people had that hair in Japan back then, I mean, I think I don't think there would have been. Uh, there wouldn't have been a war, you know, because they'd just be rocking the good hair. Dude, he was awesome. He, 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 he was, was, and like, wow, I, I, he was such a great character. I also dug, um, what's his name? The, I'm, I really suck at names when it comes to characters, you know, so I tend to forget. But, um, the, the, the guy that breaks his arm. And then he, oh, oh, for the rest kid. of the movie, yeah. He's referred to his kid, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the movie, he has a broken arm. I, I liked him as a character. You know, like, the the guy that, you know, that didn't see the war, and uh, but, you know, still wants to, like, be a, like a hero, if you will. And, you know, he's kind of neat. So uh, yeah, I guess that's not yeah that's not really spoiling it. I guess the basic framework is uh, um, World War Two is uh, at least for Japan is um, is coming to a quick end. Um, and we first major character we meet is um, Shikishima's character, the Kamikaze pilot, who uh, bails um, uh, decides to uh, bail and uh, land his plane on the small island of Udo, where they're uh the uh, japanese army have um 
a place for uh, pilots to uh, get their planes fixed. Mm-hmm. And uh, right, and that's where we'll um, uh, really start, start to meet him and Tachibani, who um, he will become extremely important at the uh, at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, and um, and so he'll, um, of course, that's where we'll see the, our first meeting with Godzilla. Will be there, of course. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the movie jumps two years, right? I think two years it jumps. Yeah. And we catch up with uh, Shikishima, who uh, then sort of takes in Noriko, Noriko, the girl, and then Akiko, the little orphaned girl. Yeah. And y- y- honestly, how can I put this? Have you ever seen like a more like convincing family that's not a family in movie? Um, short of um, South Korean cinema or just Asian cinema in general, no. Yeah, I mean, it's just they literally just like they stay at his house. It's like they didn't even give him a chance, but you know, like to kick them out. But eventually, it's just you know, it's just like second nature. Like, okay, here you go. Here's the wife and the kid, you know, when, even though they're not. But it works. Yeah, and that I think that really, I think uh, really says a lot about a major part of the the uh, themes of the movie about um, just uh, family um, life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that that was. Yeah, Noto. I think he's probably outside of the the main. Uh, Tachibani is. He was also re- really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, do you have a favorite character? <laughs> Sam, do you have do you have a favorite character? Hmm. Do, you, do you hear him, Glenn? No? No, no. We having some technical difficulties, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about before we jump into spoilers? What, what, else, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, hmm. how, how great was it to hear that actual Godzilla theme? Yes. I Massively. mean, that... That was something I missed in Shin. It was there a little bit in Shin, but yeah. it, it didn't have that resounding, like, you know, like, oh, just the, the gravitas that it does in this. And, oh, I, a big smile came on my face whenever it, it, it came on. And I was just like, yes. Well, it was masterfully used. I mean... Oh yeah, at the most important place, it seemed like. Yeah, just score overall. Oh yeah, I mean the score was masterful. When when it comes to Godzilla movies, um, you know it's it's a high watermark. You have to you have to bring like your A game for that score. If you don't, I mean, I think people would be really pissed. You know, if you did it like like a Godzilla movie and gave it like a crappy score. Oh man, they, they'd, they'd rip you a new one. 
Uh, the uh, what you think of the effects overall? Overall, I I was perfectly fine with them. Um, I you know I'm sure there was a lot of CG in it, but that's just par for the course now. But they've come to a point, at least in Japan, where they can do CG like good enough that it doesn't take you out of the movie. Some of the, some of Japan's like early CG stuff, like you'll be watching a movie, it'll a CG scene will come on and it will it will take you out of the movie completely. You know? That did that didn't happen here, you know, it was uh it was just all around good. I mean, I think it was uh a good chunk of their budget probably went to effects and um Let's be honest, that's what you need to do when, you, when you're making, like, a Godzilla movie. You know, yeah, you need the good actors, you need the good score and everything, but, you know, the, the big chunk of it needs to go to effects. Otherwise, you know, you can't, uh, there's only so much you can, um, you know, suspend disbelief for. probably helped a lot too that because the film really the strength of the film is is in its um characters it's a character driven mm-hmm. film the 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 few times that you really do get uh at least in the city i think is it ginza the first city that yep. he did he attacks um when you do see him a lot is a lot is worked into that so that it is perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. If the whole if the whole movie is like that, well, now you're spreading out those effects across the whole movie. But in a movie like this, you're not having to. So all you need to do is make sure that those moments are perfect. Oh yeah. One thing I also really liked I liked the fact that when when Godzilla's like trashing like the city, you know. And he's like, he's hitting stuff like with his tail, for example. It feels like, um, how can I put it? Like, like almost like an accident. You know? Like it's, he's not like attacking with his tail. He just, he's turning and his tail happens to be wiping stuff out. And I like that because that's something I've found you don't see very often in Godzilla movies. Usually, like, if you see a, the tail being used, it's being used proactively as, like, as an attack. Right. So I liked seeing the fact that, you know, it was like, like, uh, like he, he turns around, the tail swings, and it smashes a building, you know? And it, it's just, it it just gives this level of, like, how small humanity is in comparison not just in size but you know in comparison to Godzilla that like he's literally turning around and wrecking a building and you know he doesn't bat an eye you know it's it's nothing to him I, lo- I love that and that was something too you just kind of alluded to was just the, the terrifying nature he is he is really terrifying oh yeah and I mean there's there's something also about the eyes that they've given him in this, you know, one thing with Godzilla movies is I, I always try to focus on is the eyes. Cause they've been all over the board. They've, there've been some awesome ones. They've been some 
weak ones. Uh, there's been some weird googly ones, which for some reason they're like constantly crossed. Um, but the, the ones in this, they're very much, they're folk, like whoever, you know, is he, Godzilla is attacking. You can see the eyes are focused on that actor. And it's, it's, it's a small detail, but it's a detail that works. You know, like you see where the focus is. Which is something, you know, some of the older ones, you know, you never got. And, uh, it, it brings a menace to him. Like, like, like the whole scene when, uh, he's behind the, the boat, you know, and they, they're with, with, uh, the mines, you know, his eyes are locked on that boat the entire time. And it's just like, you know, you're screwed. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it, it's no spoiler to say they get away, but, you know, um, it's one of those just like small attention to detail that makes a big impact once you notice it. Yeah. Even the attack on Udo was pretty. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, I was that not was good. expecting that. I, I, I guess we can elaborate a little bit oh, more yeah. in a little bit, but I was not expecting that. That was that was pretty wild. Um, yeah, I mean, well, like, like I said, we'll get to it when we get into the, yeah. the spoiler talk. But that was a scene that, um, you know what? This is what I expected to happen at that scene. I expected him, you know, to land on the thing, them going on like you know he's like essentially done a runner and he's not going to do a kamikaze i expected to see in the distance um the a-bomb go off you know so i expected them to be there and then and then like essentially look over and you know they've dropped the bomb on like uh hiroshima or nagasaki or something and they're just kind of, they'd just be kind of floored. That's what I was expecting. That'd have been interesting. Visually. It would, you know, like just like in the distance, you just see like this giant explosion and, you know, it would just be a moment of like, yeah, this is over. Cause you know, um, that's what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Godzilla. And then when he does show up, it's like, like, like you said, we'll get more into it when we get yeah. into the spoiler part, but, uh, it's an interesting, um, kind of design choice at that point. Yeah. Sam, Sam are you there? Not hearing you for some reason, Sam. Yeah. That's odd. Um, it, it keeps coming up like you're trying to talk, but uh, nothing's coming across. Weird. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe just a few general, just a couple more general thoughts, and we'll just break into talk freely for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I again, I just, it just can't be. It just can't be said enough. Um, what a what a what an absolute 
un unfreaking real movie. Oh I, I yeah. Was, I was. I mean, I was. I, I was a bit. I was a little bit emotionally. I was just wasted after the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just. I could not have been happier um, with how things resolved. Uh, oh, one yeah. one thing in particular, which I'll mention when, once we're in spoiler talk, but there was one key moment in this movie. Uh, and it's so funny because in the last show, when we were talking about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. what did I harp on a little bit? The use of foreshadow? Yep. There was a bit of that in here where I thought it was masterfully done. Like that is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And – and 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 how we'll get into it, but man, I was just like there was one scene in particular. Well, there are a few scenes where I I I teared up pretty pretty quick, but there's one scene in particular where I just thought, wow, mm. that that and, and again, I mean, and it's so funny to think that here we just recently had we just recently got Oppenheimer. Yep. Which I thought was an interesting, you know, sort of a a, a wake up call of sorts, uh, you know, to people in terms of where we are today and mm-hmm. the use of atomic or uh, nuclear energy, um, especially in war and everything else. Um, and then here we have this film. Yep. Which uh, it's just uh, it, it's uh, just you know I I thought it was so amazing that you just. Well, I thought it was amazing the role of the, the the role of the United States. I thought it was interesting that basically the United States was leaving leaving Japan high and dry because it didn't want it didn't want to escalate um, issues with the Soviet Union. Yeah, and and I thought that was I thought that was an interesting part of the of the film. It was because I mean you know. Anyone that kind of, like, knows, you know, like, post-war Japanese history knows, you know, that, uh, you know, after that, their their army was essentially gone. They don't have an army. Japan doesn't have an army. They have a self-defense force, you know? Uh, like, it was it was interesting to see that, you know, like, the idea that this was an idea that... Like, it's going to sound weird to say it this way, like that the Americans put forward and then it was like, oh, we'll, we'll give you some of your ships back. Just, you know, you, you, you guys deal with it. Yeah. You know, but then at the same time, you're like, they're looking at like a potential, you know, nuclear battle with the Soviet Union. It's like, can you really blame them? Not really. I mean, you know, it's like, do they really want to get involved with, like, a giant, you know, creature? Yeah, I thought, too, that and I thought the, just the the bit of self-reflection and commentary on just the nature, not just of war in general, but for... Japan's role in that war, mm-hmm. uh, even just the role of the kamikaze pilots, yeah, and the complete and absolute disregard for life, 
that's something I like that they brought up. You know, like, th- this isn't a spoiler. It's a little bit of, like, dialogue where, you know, essentially, like, one of them is saying, you know, like, for a long time this country's been too, like, willing to, like, throw people's lives away. Right. You know? And, you know, that's just, that's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting... It's interesting when you think of Japanese history as a whole. J- the J- Japanese history is is a little weird because they get into this is it seems to it seems to me at least from what I've seen they get into like stages. So they get into like a, a time when they'd be like very militarized, and then you know they're essentially forced out of that and they're forced into like the rest of the world. Then they get militarized again. And you know, it's, it's an odd, odd little bit of history there, you know? Yeah. I thought, you know, and you, you can expound on this more because you would have a better take on it. But I thought at least in this movie, uh, Godzilla really was the, um, he he really i mean he really was what war is oh yeah and how quickly war can just suddenly wash up on your shore and then as quickly as it arrived and leaves uh and then just leaves you an absolute you know yep you know having been completely and absolutely devastated i just thought and and even in the use of his, um, um, uh, oh, what's the right technical way to say it? Well, I mean, his, his, um, uh, what's the right technical phrasing? Uh, his fire breath. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, is the heat ray, they call it. Yeah, the heat ray. Yeah, how that almost, um, emulates the, um, the, I mean, it, it literally gives a gives a mushroom cloud. Yeah, it's amazing. I thought yeah. that thought there was a yeah, and oh man, I don't know. It was you know, it's weird. I was thinking when we were walking out of the theater, I was just kind of thinking to myself, how often have we walked out of a theater and just loosely thrown the word masterpiece around? True, and then maybe a day or two later. <laughs> to thought to ourselves uh, that like, was like a, stupid yeah like yeah it was good but one masterpiece. this is a masterpiece it is a masterpiece from start to finish um and yeah. I, think, I think i think personally it is it, it is i think it's i think it just reaches that point of being as good as the 54 yeah I'm not uh, saying it outdoes it, but it reaches that same level. It, yeah. If if I was putting them on like you know, like a rating thing, this and the original Godzilla would be neck and neck. I mean, there, there's no. They're essentially. I don't want to say they're the same film because they're very different films. But for you know a Godzilla origin story. Both of them are perfect. Yeah, Sam, you you 
Can we hear you yet? No, it doesn't look there, like it. No. Yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah. All right, you want to just kind of get into spoiler talk then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you have not seen the movie, you really need to see the movie. If you're a fan of cinema, um, Toho really needs Toho really needs to be supported in this. Um, yeah. Just to have this film. In fact, when I walked out of the theater, I, I mean, I, I stopped, you know, and I told one of the, um, I told, I told one of the guys there, um, how thankful and appreciative I was that they, that they played it because mm. being a subtitled film, foreign film and everything else, um, it really is, uh, it is really something that we have this mm. um and so i I just made sure you know that they knew that yeah well i mean it's it's good good to do right so anyways um some spoiler talk so if you haven't seen it you need to see it but if you don't care i guess hang on so three two one go ahead glenn spoilers 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 how awesome is it the fact that when Godzilla uses his heat ray, it burns him as well. Yeah. Did, did you notice that? It's like he does it and he's and he's like, you know, so it damages him as well when he uses it. That, I think, is so clever an idea because – how many times have you watched a Godzilla movie and, and he's like battering something around and you're just like, just nuke him with your breath already. This, there's a reason why he doesn't nuke, nuke things all the time with the breath because it's literally damaging him. I did, I was taken too just by the fact that they could, they could damage him. Oh yeah, but it didn't really oh. matter. <laughs> Like literally, they blow up his head and it grew back. Um, yeah. So the Godzilla that we see on Udo Island mm-hmm. is Godzilla pre having been soaked to the gills <laughs> with atomic radiation. Yeah. So he really is just like what, like a uh, a, a relic of some forgotten mythological past or some some kind of dinosaur yeah pretty much um and essentially you know he's a mutant dinosaur essentially how'd i mean you it, like go on i was gonna say how'd you like that how, how'd you like him just freaking just grabbing these uh grabbing these guys and just either eating them or tossing them or i i loved it i loved it like just r- random Japanese guys grab them, like, chuck them. Ah! <laughs> my, my headphones just fell off. That wasn't very nice. Um, oh, that's plugged in, right? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, my headphones fell off. I don't know what that was. Um, yeah, just, like, grabbing people and, like, flinging them through the air and everything. It's like, damn. And... I loved how how when he first shows up on the island, you know, it's obviously Godzilla, but something seems off. 
you know? It's not the Godzilla we know. Right. And I, I like that. I like that a lot, actually, you know? The fact that it... Like, essentially, this was taken right out of... Um, uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, the the nineties one, you know, like where essentially it's like a dinosaur at the beginning and then ends up ev- like evolving essentially due to radiation, and um, I like that idea. It it's an idea, you know. My my one, if you will, complaint with the original Godzilla was the fact that you know he just kind of appears. And it's like, yeah, there, there's legends and stuff, but, you know, it's just all of a sudden he's there. I like the fact this shows he was there before. Right. And he was something somewhat different before. But now, essentially, you know, you've supercharged him and gave him an attitude. <laughs> I thought it was – I thought that the, the scene on the island there, I thought it was um, – I thought it's pretty intriguing to think that um, – or maybe it's just a question, but um, Shikishima, Shikishima our, our kamikaze pilot, um, when um, Tachibana uh, sort of directs him to – when Godzilla's making his attack and he uh, directs uh, – our our pilot to uh, go to his plane and basically unload. What is that like a thirteen millimeter? Twenty or twenty twenty millimeter gun on on him, and he can't. He freezes and he can't. He can't pull the trigger. Yeah, it begs the question: Would he? Would he have killed that creature right then and there had he been able to pull the trigger? I I think maybe he might have been able to, because at that point. That was essentially just like a giant animal, you know, you know. Like it didn't have the the mutations and everything yet. So I think I think he could have. It, it would have been a very different movie if he'd pulled the trigger. Yeah, and then that's the beauty of his character, isn't it? I mean, he's yeah. a he's a flawed he's a flawed character who just keeps compounding those flaws yeah yeah and i mean and maybe the uh the um the nail in that coffin is when tachibani uh gives him uh when he ultimately gives him the um envelope with the pictures of all the mechanics that that were killed oh yeah that was that was one of those scenes i thought was brilliant because it you know it it never how can i put this he never like looks at him. He's like, you know, like, you know, these are all the people you killed or anything. It was literally just gives him the thing, walks away. And, but you know, you know, you don't need to be told that that's who those people are. They do tell you eventually, but you know, we already kind of knew. And, uh, it was something I appreciated just like from like a filmmaking standpoint, but also the fact that, you know, it's kind of like, like, I, how can I put this? It is his fault that they all died. But at the same time, 
you know, you're you're going up against like a giant creature. You know, how do you how do you reconcile that? How can you judge him for not shooting when you're dealing with something beyond the scope of imagining? Yeah, I don't know. It's it does work really, really well with his character. It does. Um, and even when, and I love it. It's I love how when he gets um, when we jump. Um, um, is it is it an initial jump two years or does he get? Does it take two years for him to get home, or we just catch up, or he gets home first? He gets home first, and, and then yeah. we do a time jump. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. So yeah, so that though I thought another intriguing aspect of this was uh, as a kamikaze pilot, the fact that he did not um, kill himself in battle. Yeah, was bringing dishonor on him. Yeah, and that that's one thing I, I found kind of interesting because let's let's be honest, he could have just said to people. You know, my my plane was disabled. You know, and that would have been completely fine. You know, the the fact that you know he he shows up like like when the the his next door neighbors like shouting at him for not you know doing his duty or whatever. If he just said to her, you know, my plane was disabled, it wouldn't fly. She would have been essentially, I can't I can't get pissed at you for that. But the, fact, that the fact that he doesn't, the fact that, you know, he just, you know, accepts it. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, is an interesting, an interesting choice, you know? Well, he, 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 he is his own worst punishment. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, here he, you know, we, we, you know, we alluded to this, this sort of, you know, graphic of this makeshift family, how... Um, Noriko and um, and that and the orphan little girl, um, Akiko. Uh, Akiko. Yeah, uh, how they just basically just, you know, I mean, they just they literally like bull, bulldoze their way into his family. Yeah, and but really, they probably they probably are uh, at least the beginnings of his of his life being saved. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, which I absolutely, I love how I, I, oh, and we, we need, we didn't even hint at it earlier, but we're, we're with him and Noriko just long enough that when you have that, uh, attack on, um, Ginza. Yeah. Yeah. And you have that, that, what'd you think of the scene when she, uh, when she, uh, sort of sacrifices herself? By pushing him out of the way. It was one of those scenes where, like, as a, like a student of film, if you will, I understand it. At the same time, I was like, why didn't you jump in as well? Just, just you know, push him and go, go as well. But she didn't. <laughs> so here's a good question, because, I mean, did did you think... I mean, in the back of your mind, did you think somehow, some way, she was she was going to come back, or did you were, did you just accept 
what she did as just a really bold move. I thought I I thought she was dead. Yeah. Honestly. But um how can how can I say well, you know we're in the spoiler territory. Um I'll cover this here, I guess. Um this is kind of like a I'll say sort of an Easter egg, if you will. After, you know, she's like essentially blasted away. You know, she's pushed him to safety. He's she's gotten blown away somewhere. Um, you see the giant mushroom cloud, and then you see the rain come down. Right. That's black rain. And uh, again, if anyone studied, you know, history of Japan, um, black rain happens after an atomic bomb, and it highly radioactive you know it's if ever you you want to see an interesting thing just you know uh just read about black rain there, there's a movie by i think it's is it shohei imamura i think called black rain and it's just about you know the damage that that does and the fact is like when you I'm jumping forward a bit, but this is, it, it ties to it. When you get to the end and you you find out that Noriko's alive, right? But then you notice that bit of black on her skin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, she's not going to be alive very long. That that's a sign of black rain radiation poisoning. Huh. You know, so we've got kind of a happy ending, but. More than likely, uh, both her and him are going to be, you know, not very happy about it. <laughs> so it, it's kind of like when when you you know that bit of the history, it's a little a little twisted, you know. Interesting. The fact that even though they survived, you know, they're probably just going to end up dying of radiation poisoning. It's yeah. kind of, yeah, you know, um, it, it's an interesting thing. I was pretty, um, I, I was really impressed with, um, you know, when, um, so when they, when they start to, um, when they really start to, um, um, you know, form this new, this new family, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that's missing from it, of course, is is um, those two getting married. Yeah, which which never which never happens. But um, it does. You know, he does when he gets the job on the mine uh, on the uh, uh, collecting up of the mines. Yep. Um. So when we get introduced to the doctor, um, uh, Noto. Yep. Um, so, uh, where was I going with this? Um, well, I just love that whole aspect. Um, you know, and, and I loved how we find out that, uh, he thinks he's just on a job or whatever, but Noto actually tells him that he, they've already been, he's been told that they're out there to sort of be, you know, um, to buy time, I guess. Oh yeah, that that scene was one of those, you know, 
how, how can I put it? Like, it it makes sense, but at the same time, you could you you see how they're kind of pissed about it, and rightfully so. You know, because you know you got these characters that have literally just been like in a war, and now they're being told to go distract this giant monster. And and then when when the ship eventually shows up, that's going to do all the damage. It's just taken apart like a toy. Oh yeah, I I love that. It's like they're like oh like the Takeo has appeared or whatever. Like it's it's all going to be over now. And then it's like nope. <laughs> Godzilla's like, oh, a chew toy, thank you. Just tears it to pieces. So I, lo- I love, I think that's the scene that I really hit, uh, that hit me the most is, uh, obviously our, um, Shikishima's, uh, we know, we know he's got a major part to play in this thing by, by the end. He's going to be a really pivotal part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, to take Godzilla down, um, which of course Noda's the one who basically schemes it up, right? Mm-hmm. Which uh, isn't a uh, isn't the oxygen um, destroyer, but it's an intriguing plan of basically using Freon, yeah, to basically pull him down fast enough to where I love the idea of using the ocean, the power of the ocean against him. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was really, really, really cool. But his job is, uh, to get Godzilla to right, follow them out there into the mm-hmm. bay so they get them over that trench where it's the deepest point where they can hopefully miraculously carry out this, this plan. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they, um, that there is this, uh, this, this, um, aircraft this jet that was being um like it was an experimental aircraft mm-hmm. but they just didn't have time to yeah. you know like you always hear about germany you always hear about all the experimental stuff with germany but you rarely ever hear about it in, you know for you know for japan yeah yeah so i thought that was kind of a a neat thing but i loved um i loved the whole thing of how he realizes, um, you know, cause he needs another mechanic and I love how, how he goes about, um, finding Tachibani. Oh yeah. <laughs> Essentially just go send enough letters to piss him off until he shows up. But it's great. It's, it's great it because is. Tachibani's, you know, how he, I mean, how he blames uh, him for the death of all those mechanics is so genuine and it works so beautiful as it all is as, as all sort of ties into the end i love okay so the foreshadow so i i love how you know when uh tachibani is putting the fi- finishing touches on making sure this this um this uh plane is ready to go for him mm-hmm I love how he's looking into the interior and you just know he's thinking about the idea, the idea of, of an ejection seat. Yeah. But they don't go anywhere else with it. No. 
and all, all literally all it is is it's brought up earlier in the movie that you know you know during that scene where they're like uh you know this uh this country or whatever for too long like hasn't valued the lives or whatever it's like making planes and not putting ejection seats in you know yeah. it brings it up but in that scene them. He shows them, he t- all he tells them initially, all we're given at, at first is he tells them, right before you hit, you have to pull. Yeah. You, yeah, you have to pull this, you, you have to pull this thing. And right there, I thought to myself, ah, oh, he is going to eject without realizing he's ejecting. Mm-hmm. Is what I thought, and I thought... Yeah, same, same. What they did was so much more brilliant. Yeah. When you got the scene, flashback, looking back, when Tachibani's have, is telling him, I get it, you mm-hmm. need to live. And b- basically giving him, of all the people that we come to meet, the fact that he gives him his blessing yeah. to live. Mm-hmm. I lost it right there, man. That oh, yeah. that was so well crafted, and for me, that 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 might for me was the moment. I think even more because you don't get that kind of thing very often. No, no, you don't. And what a shock and surprise to the others when they actually see that he's ejected. Oh yeah, I mean. That's that's one of the interesting things about this movie is essentially it's like a mirror image to the original in that, you know, in the original, you know, the doctor kills himself to take out Godzilla. This is very much a movie where it's like you take out Godzilla and you save yourself. It's It's like, you know. It's like a whole, completely. It's like a different way of thinking. Well, which, isn't that really what is driving Noda and others? Is unlike unlike the nature of the war that they were just part of. Yeah. This time, no one dies. Yeah. They they are going to somehow pull this off in such a way as not to lose anyone because life is way too precious yeah it it was a great a great scene and just a great like i'm I'm not gonna say the word message but you know when it comes to japanese cinema they've always like romanticized the the idea of like you know like the the worthy sacrifice the you know like the like the going down but taking your enemy with you sort of thing, you know. Um, it was neat to see them go in a completely different direction, and I really appreciate it. Sam, are you there? Yeah. Ah, there oh, now you've been gone. Yeah, I kind of like died a little bit and came back to a little bit ago. I'm like, oh, I don't know how much they said. Crap. <laughs> we're we're, we're kind of like right in, in just sort of neck deep already into 
the spoiler. So I guess, I guess for you, what was maybe, what was for you the most pivotal? Cause we're in spoilers now. What was the most pivotal part of this movie for you? What really moved you more than anything? Um, probably. I guess probably, uh, I guess it would probably be after, um, when Godzilla blows, like, blows that area up for the first time in, uh, in the city, and, you know, he looks up at the atomic bomb, and then you see our main character, you know, thinking that, you know, his wife's dead, um, and just, you know, just that going forward, it's like, he, he seems like he's now about to be in a state where, like, he is willing to, like, just risk it all if it means that Godzilla is dead kind of thing. I thought that was, there was that. But I, I thought that was, like, probably the best scene in the movie, just when he's looking, when Godzilla's looking up at the atomic bomb. That's a really nice shot. Um... But yeah, I think I think that would probably be a, a pivotal scene for the movie. Um, now, my favorite scene probably would be when you first see Godzilla. Um, when he's like 30, 40 feet tall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This looks like a baby Godzilla or whatever. And yeah. Or goes and kills all the people in the area kind of thing. And then you see that, like, the radiation from the atomic bomb ends up growing him. It's like, ah, you know, that makes sense. <clears throat> but just him mm-hmm. being, like, the 40 tall, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, Glenn, with that surprising little reveal of seeing the little bit of black on Noriko at the, Noriko at the end... Yep. Do you think that might tie into, like, I mean, I mean, he is, uh, um, the director is more than open to pushing, if they let him, pushing this film forward. Do you think, other than what you've already suggested, do you think they mm-hmm. might do something more uh, with her? I mean, is her character, can, can it tie into something in the mythology of Godzilla that might be hinting at something? I mean... It's certainly possible. I mean, you could do pretty much anything, you know, with uh, what we've what's been set up. Um, I I don't know how how you could do it, like how how you'd make it work, but you could definitely do something. You know, like maybe it was like uh, some. Godzilla DNA got in her or something. That would be kind of neat. As long as it just doesn't go to, you know, like her becoming psychic and being able to control Godzilla or something. Yeah. It did seem like it was almost pointing towards something. Maybe not like that specifically, but something other than this is just a really sort of anticlimactic moment or something. Yeah. That she's it, going to die anyways. Yeah, it, it's it's the sort of thing, like, if if I'd just seen that scene on its own without the black rain, I would have I would have assumed that it, they were going with something like that. But when you throw the black rain in there as well, yeah. um, yeah, and you know, 
like I said, there's, um, you know, it's a, it's a well-known thing, at least, like, at least in Japan, what that black rain does. And, um, you know, and I mean, let's be honest, she wouldn't have come out of that unscathed. But maybe, yeah. you know, maybe that is something they could do. Huh. Maybe, like, uh, th- that could be an interesting plot device. Like, if it turned out that, you know, because, you know, she'd been in such close proximity to Godzilla, maybe, you know, she's got, like, what, I don't know, like a super immune system now or something. So, and maybe in a future movie, it's like, uh, Let's find the remains of Godzilla. We can, like, get something out of it, but then, you know, he's still alive. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Whatever they do. I know there's, I mean, I've heard there's some sort of agreement in principle between Toho and Legendary that he won't release more than one movie a year. Mm -hmm. And they're trying, I guess, I, I guess they're trying to stay out of each other's way. Yeah. Um, just, um, anyways, that was weird being, um, so I don't know. I mean, well, this movie's already, I mean, this movie's already raking in so much money. It it would be insane not to think that Toho isn't going to let, um, uh, Yamazaki push this thing forward. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and, and this guy, man, if this guy can somehow, any way, even come close to what he just did now, mm-hmm. and he's got really, in effect, the entire palette of the the Godzilla world in front of him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I I think what their plan going forward is they they want to do kind of more like essentially one shots. So, you know, but with this doing as well as it has, I could see them doing more in this same, like a uh, world, if you will. I wonder if they would in- in- introduce any of the other monsters or just leave that for legendary. I don't know. I think I think you'd have to. I think that's that's the thing with Godzilla. You know, you can do like the Godzilla comes in and attacks everything movie, but if you want to continue it from there, no. you have to bring in like another creature or another threat or something something different so that it doesn't it's not just the same movie again. Well, I think it's basic. I think it's blown anything we've done over here. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, hell, e- even uh, what's his name? Um, Garrett, Gareth uh, Edwards. Gareth Edwards has said there's stuff in Godzilla minus one that he wishes he'd put in in his Godzilla movie, his first Godzilla movie. You know. So, and that's saying something when you know. Someone who's directed the movie has looked at it and said, like, I wish I'd put that in mine. You know? And how, another thing, how cool was it at the end when, um, you know, 
Godzilla's been sunk, but then they bring him back up with those things, and he's all kind of like almost like falling apart. Like yeah. his eyes have all gone white, oh, and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, all yeah, like yeah. you know, has like that you know that GMK almost look, which I really appreciate because to this day that is my favorite Godzilla design. Huh. With the white eyes and everything. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it was such a cool thing. And then, of course, we get right at the end where you get the bit of meat, like, regenerating, so. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of cool. I was just kind of thinking about it. You know, really, and I know there's probably even more than this, but, I mean, there really are three principal heroes in this movie, I think. You got Noto, who comes up with the plan. Mm-hmm. The kid. Who oh, shows yeah. up with all the tugboats. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, of course, Shikishima, um, who ultimately has the, the kamikaze um, mission yep. in, in the end with without – just one of those three things, it doesn't happen. Yeah, very true. You know, so it's really, I don't know, just, yeah, it is amazing. Amazing what he. Oh, yeah. Now, did you see the whole, um, the Great War, the Archimedes movie? No, no. Uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but, um, Let's put it this way: if the, if Godzilla is any indication of how good a filmmaker he is, I want to see more that he's done. Well, the opening fifteen minutes—I think it's about ten, fifteen, whatever it is—when he shows the sinking of the Amato, man, it is insane. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, it was like I was watching it, um, and I was just thinking, "This is what I wanted in Midway. This is what you know." Mm-hmm. And now I know that's not the entire film. Most, most of the film is the actual, you know, um, how did the Amato come into existence? How did that all come together? Yeah. It's, a, it's almost sort of like a um, battleship biopic or something. Yeah. <laughs> but but that opening, man, that opening 10, 15 minutes, and I, I did want to – I mean, I didn't realize that's what was in the film, but when I – I just wanted to start – because uh, it was up on, I think, Amazon Prime, and I just wanted to kind of just watch it a few minutes and just kind of get an idea, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Well. And then it kind of hit me, and I realized, ah, oh, okay, so he kind of gives us the funeral of the Yamato and then takes us into the story. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's something... I, I have an issue a lot of time with with movies where the ending is already known. And I find the way to deal with it is to show the ending right at the beginning. Yeah. You know, let it be like, let it be known. It's like, yeah, this is how, this is how this ends. It's a foregone conclusion, but we're going to tell you what led up to it as opposed to just, you know, like you see a movie like, um, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. I can't think of one, but you know where, you know, you already know the ending, but they start at the beginning and they go right through and everything, and then it's just, 
you know, we know we know where we know where this is going. But at least it, if you show it at the beginning, you know, you're like, okay, so what? What are they going to show us for the end? Yeah, and we haven't really even mentioned the little girl that much, but how adorable was she? Oh yeah, and I mean, I I just just like the moments where she's like, like calling them like 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 mommy and daddy, and that was just kind of like adorable. You know, it's like yeah, like these are this kid's parents at this point. Now Gareth Gareth Edwards actually he did the 2014 film, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was there was a a real opportunity there with uh, Brian Cranston and mm-hmm. those few characters. It's just uh, it's just so unfortunate that that movie couldn't have been more, you know, more like this one in the sense of those characters really being the focus over the entire film. Yeah. I mean that when it comes to like a Godzilla movie, what you need to do is either focus on like Godzilla and the destruction that that's doing or focus on two or three human characters and have Godzilla happening essentially in the background. You know, that seems to be the way to do it. You know, there's, you just don't don't jump the shark. You know. So, so do y'all think that uh, this is better than Shin? Whew, that, that that's a tough one because it's a very different movie. Um, let, let me put it this way: I would watch this before I would watch Shin, but Shin is something. <gasps> unique unto itself. You know, um, here, here's the thing. If I want to watch a movie about politics, I'll watch Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that is very, uh, you know, the politics is a big part of that. And I guess, you know, Hideki, Hideki Anno is really interested in that part. So it works. And I love Shin but uh, I found this one to be more enjoyable. Yeah, this this has everything, man. Everything is done Mm -hmm. flawlessly. Everything. Yeah. The characters, the the visual effects, the Godzilla, Mm -hmm. the the score, um, the wrap-up. Uh, yeah, what'd you think of uh, Godzilla regenerating <laughs> at the end? Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. You know, I from the second we saw him regenerate when he got like that, you know, like half of his face blown off. I was like, oh yeah, they're setting something up. And they don't, you, know? you don't get anything like that at, at the end of Fifty Four, right? I mean, he's no, dead. He's dead. Fifty Four. He is. Dead, yeah. And then, then he just shows up again in in, in Godzilla raids again for some right. reason. Um, uh, that, that's an interesting little uh, Easter egg I got to talk about. Um, just thinking about it, uh, the fact that 
this is the second Godzilla movie where we have a kamikaze pilot as one of the main characters. That I did pick up on. Yeah, except for the fact, you know, this one survived and the first one right. went the other way completely. <laughs> um, you know, I, I found that kind of interesting, you know, that uh, they went back to that plot and, uh, you know, I guess it works, right? Hey, Glenn, did you uh, mm-hmm. pick up on the uh, the Easter egg from the American version of the original Godzilla? Uh, where they're standing on top of the building. When oh, the, with it, the, the doing the news report? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, that, that, was, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just the thought of you know like this going on and just these these like guys out there on top of a building just reporting it and it's like I, I don't I don't know it it seems so believable and you know it just it just works it works so well <laughs> it's getting closer. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean that—that's that you know, that uh, that radio talk from how it was back in the day. Like when you listen to the, you know, the Hindenburg is a perfect example. You know, like the oh the humanity, oh the humanity. It's the same type of uh, of like radio broadcast type type thing, and it works so well. <laughs> I just like that he took out the media. Now I got I got like one more question. Yeah, go for it. Which so comparing the endings of Shin and this, where mm-hmm. you have in Shin, you see him, we see Godzilla frozen. You zoom in on this tail, and it's like, oh, he's evolving into humans. Ooh, uh oh. And then this, where you see him regenerating back, back up. Which one do you like better when it comes to if they made a sequel? You're like, go facing off that. How do you, you know, which is better? Honestly, I got to go with Shin for that because Shin leaves so many questions unanswered. You know, there's, there are these like tiny Godzilla type people. Like, what would happen if they got loose? Where you get the feeling in, in this, you know, when he regenerates, he's just going to be Godzilla again. Oh, hold on though. I just, I just thought, I just thought of something. What if, um, this Godzilla movie is actually a prequel to Shen? By the time he regenerates, he ends up like a weird tadpole thing, and then huh. then goes out, you know, into the ocean and comes back. But by then, essentially, everyone's forgotten about it because, you know. Wouldn't that be funny? That that'd be I I I would I'd pay to see that. <laughs> you know, it would be it would be an interesting. Uh, turn of events, to say the least. And I mean, because when you think about it, who defeated Godzilla in this movie? It was a bunch of, like, essentially just normal people. The government wasn't really even involved. 
So, you know, the government could, you know, they might not even know. Yeah. That could be kind of cool, honestly. I don't know if it had ever happened, but it, I would like to see it. So did you hear, did you, uh, do you know where they came up with the roar? Uh, the original roar, um, I know was, uh, a mixture of a lion, an elephant, and something else. I think a tiger, maybe? Okay, for, how about for minus one? I, I, I don't know. I think for minus one they just created a, a roar. Well, in the, in the trivia, yeah. uh, it says instead of creating a new roar, the crew simply played the original Godzilla roar over loudspeakers and recorded the audio. Oh, I like that. So, in fact, what we really got was the original. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, Takashi Yamazaki cited Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. Um, giant monsters all out attack uh, from 2001 uh, as his personal favorite. Nice. That, yep, GMK, it's, it's one of my personal favorites as well. <laughs> Hence the white eyes. <laughs> I have to see if that one is up on Max. I'm, 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 I think, I'm sure it is. I mean, I love that one so much. I mean, how awesome, just the fact that you have Godzilla as the villain, King Ghidorah as the hero, you know, um, you gotta love it. Um, and then, and then, then the fact that, 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 that Godzilla is like the spirits of all the war dead. All the dead of the Pacific War. Given flesh. I love it. He said, uh, according to Yamazaki, his Godzilla would remain close to the themes of uh, Honda's original film, stating, I love the original Godzilla, and I felt I should stay true to that spirit, addressing the issues of war and nuclear weapons. Mm. And it's, you know, that's, I I just, you know, just uh, hit on that one last time. I, I do find it very, very, very interesting um, that at least in my – okay, so I'm 53, right? So mm-hmm. in my lifetime, I have – even even my memories of the tail end of the Cold War, mm-hmm. I have never in my life – like what we are experiencing at this moment hear so much – talk about the possibilities of a nuclear exchange. Yeah. I find it I find it interesting that this year alone we've had Oppenheimer, now we have this film. Um and I know these aren't the only films that are addressing this issue, but I find it interesting. It's almost like these people are just whether it's Nolan's film or even this film, just trying to remind people before you get too psychotic, just remember what you are going to unleash. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. 
wouldn't that this, be a wouldn't that be a do of a movie to watch? You watch Oppenheimer and then you go and watch Godzilla minus one after that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This I was thinking about that. This this film really does feel like an addendum to Oppenheimer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's literally the you know a possible um, you know. Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A possible... I have a brain fart. I can't remember the word, but like, um... Right. You know, like uh, like a possible, like... This could have happened, literally, from the events of Oppenheimer. If, if this particular, you know, event was to actually happen... That's why it's, it's yeah, it's just so bizarre to me that we have this movie come out right after, literally almost right after. I, I got I got to wonder, you know, how much of it was, you know, they knew the movie Oppenheimer was coming out. They knew it was a Christopher Nolan movie. It's going to be big. You know what? Let's uh, like we have our own, um, you know, nuclear powered boogeyman, if you will. Maybe it's time to bring him back. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it is interesting that uh, you know it, it's funny. I you know hearing just recently how the 4K Blu-ray is out of print already. Yeah, and and they are scrambling to uh, reissue a new print in time for the holidays. And I, who knows? Wouldn't it be something if? Um, wouldn't it be something if uh, Oppenheimer was the uh, pivot point in terms of this, uh, you know, a, a counter react, a reaction to this war on physical media? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, finally we have someone in Christopher Nolan, you know, with a big enough platform to just remind people why physical media exists to begin with. You know? And I just love the fact that you let people know, you know, like, if if you buy something on streaming, you know, you don't own it. Right. And, you know, I don't know his personal view because I haven't heard it and I'd like to know. But I do get the feeling because I thought I I heard something that um, Yamazaki – I don't. It seems like my my impression was he sort of made it clear that he has absolutely no plans on releasing Godzilla VOD. Well, I got no problem with that whatsoever. And I don't either. I, I think this is. I think it's so freaking awesome that he has unleashed such a superior, or just a, such a flawless film that is raking in the money. And mm-hmm. I, I just think it's awesome. It's almost like I almost want to hear uh, people, you know, directors start saying, "You want to see it? Then a go to the theater." Or B, buy it when it comes out. Otherwise, you are not seeing it. Yeah. I mean, how likely is it that, you know, Godzilla is never going to be streaming? I don't know. Um, streaming is a big business. You know, and when when all said and done, you know, Toho are the ones, you know, that control the, the purse strings there, you know? So it's, it's up to them. But, um... You know, I don't know. Has streaming really taken off in Japan? Do you know? 
I don't know. That's a good question. Because, I mean, I know physical media is still a big deal in Japan, you know, and always has been, you know. Been, you know, more expensive, but been higher quality usually. So, I don't know. You know, it's funny <laughs> because uh, Guillermo del Toro sort of joined um, in with Nolan on this recently. Nice. And I wonder... Um, you know, it's funny because I, I wouldn't have thought necessarily that De, De Toro would have gotten public like this if he would have had any hope still that maybe that At the Mountains of Madness was going to be a reality. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Uh, that was the, going to be made for Netflix. I, yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, we're getting to a point where there's kind of like... Two, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like two different avenues. You know, you have like the streaming stuff, and then you have the like the physical media. And maybe we need like more crossover in all of it. You know what? If if everything is going to be available for streaming, everything should be available on physical media as well. You know. Um, I don't have a problem with that, but, uh, you know, just, just realize the fact that, you know, if you want the superior version, you know, you're going to need to get it on physical media. Yeah. <laughs> well, any, um, let's see, since, uh, Sam missed a lot of this any 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 final sort of last thoughts Sam this was just a really nice movie to go watch in the theater and I think uh, if if anyone's watching this or you know listening to this and hasn't seen it yet and still has time to go see it they should definitely go and, and see it um it's just, I was, I was tell, I was joking with, uh, dad on the way back home after watching the movie that, hey, maybe what I should do, cause I don't think I'm gonna be going to college for like film here. I was joking saying, hey, what if I just go to South Korea or Japan and go to a film school over there? Their movies are pr like really good nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, that just, you know, God, the new Godzilla movie just brought, like, upped it up. Upped it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was, uh, it's just a really nice movie people should watch. Definitely. And if you get a chance to see it in IMAX, see it in IMAX, because it oh, looks great. Can't even imagine. Did you see it on IMAX? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they they went all out. They gave it an IMAX theater and everything. It looked phenomenal. Um, you know, it's Godzilla. The bigger, the better. Full, was it Full House? No, actually, surprisingly. Uh, but then again, you know, I did go at like like twelve thirty. You know, yeah. in the afternoon. So you know, um, but it was there was a good amount there, but it wasn't completely packed. But then again, you know, it's a movie with subtitles. I'm not going there to read. 
Yeah, well, I was I was a little I was just a little nervous uh, at the beginning. Um, of course, we were in a in a pretty small theater, but um, had some families come in there, and of course, they had kids. And I thought, oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> and surprisingly, the minute the movie started, it's like they all went silent. Um, that's good. And I completely forgot that there was even kids in that theater and until the, the young credits started to roll. Then it was just like, you know, but, you know, <laughs> God, I mean, I was, you know, yeah. God bless those parents who, I mean. They, they done raised them right. God, so that, that could have been an absolutely horrific experience. And, yeah. Like uh, the Red Door, what was that? Yeah, the Insidious. That was horrible. That was maybe one of the worst experiences I've I've had in a while. <laughs> but um, I'm just I'm just thankful for that we got to see because this is my first Toho film on the big screen. Mm. So that's uh, that's um, and to be so freaking great. That's so. Oh yeah. I just there's, and I there's think just something is, about seeing that Toho logo come up on the screen. Yeah. You know? Well, I missed it because I went out and got the popcorn refill and so and I didn't get back in time. Oh. <laughs> so I missed I missed Toho on the screen. Ah, that. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, it was such a. I I think the word is getting out. I really I think people are, I think uh, and that's why you saw it, I think jump from like twenty three to twenty seven mil. I think mm-hmm. people are either a going back or they're telling other people you got to go, you got to go see this thing. Oh yeah, one thing I always think would be a good idea, like if if you know, like just going out to people listening to this. If you went and saw Godzilla and you really enjoyed it, you know what? And you got someone who's on the fence, buy them a ticket. Just buy them a ticket and say, here, go. You know, I mean, that's something I thought about coming out of this, like, like how, you know, if I, if I had the money, you know, to buy maybe, you know, you know, five or 10 movie tickets or whatever, and just, you know, go out and give them to random people and just say, here, you know, you need to see this, you know? Well, do the Oscars still uh, give an award for uh, best foreign picture? Yeah. I'd, I'd say it should be this, but it'll probably be something about like I don't know, like gay cowboys eating pudding. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, if and it, if it, you heard me say that, and you know what that's a reference to, I, um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't exactly, but it, it, it was funny. a South Park episode. Oh, yeah, gay cowboys eating pudding. <laughs> oh man. Well. Good stuff. Yes, this was quite the uh, quite the experience, and I can't even imagine what it was like on the IMAX. It was it was it was great. You know, um, the only way it could have been better it would would have been had it was had it been shot in IMAX. You know, um, there there are only a few directors that do that. Christopher Nolan is one of them. He he always films in IMAX. So, so there you go. (laughs) 
All right. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, there we go. That's been our little discussion about uh, Godzilla Minus One. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, um, why are you listening to this and not in the theater right now? Just saying, you know. Uh all in all, a superior bit of filmmaking that, honestly, I am very much looking forward to watching this director's other movies. And, you know, because, like I said, if this is any indication of his talent, um, we're all in for a treat. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's it for us. Um, we'll uh, see you again next time. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs>